up guys welcome back to the clinch podcast my name is shay if you are new thank you so much for checking me out and if you are joining me again welcome back thank you so much for coming back and listening to my rants and my raves so this week we will be going over uh, yesterday's event and when you're listening to this it'll be Saturday's event, um, UFC Vegas 14, I believe. So, and we'll also be going over some other things that I think are super important to talk about. Um, but we'll wait and save that for the end. So I wanted to go ahead and start off with Alex Morono versus Reese McKee. So I was really interested to learn that um, Alex actually owns his own gym and that he trains uh, during camp elsewhere. And the reason that it does interest me is because it just shows another aspect of a self-conscious fighter. And he, he utilizes that technique, I guess, to expand his arsenal with as many resources that are available to him, which, uh, again, to me, is is just so brilliant. I, I really liked the fight a lot. Both men stayed forward best they could. Obviously, he ended up getting the win, and it, it paid off for him. I mean, maybe another fighter would <clears throat> go the route that he did and maybe not be so lucky, but it works for him. So I thought that was super interesting. I hadn't ever, I hadn't really, I know like other uh, fighters, they train at different gyms for different things or, you know, what and whatnot, but he owns a gym. So that just made it a little bit more interesting to me. So that was really, really cool. So moving on to Corey McKenna versus Kay Hansen. Um, I... I thought that the fight was a banger, <laughs> honestly. Uh, Kay did this flip thing in the first round around the three-minute mark that I feel like didn't get enough attention. I mean, it didn't do much, but it was really freaking cool. It was really cool to me, and I think it was kind of like glazed over. Um, it was <laughs> it was just really cool as hell to me, but, you know, both the girls are true prospects in that division you know mad props to Kay for her story of you know turning basically turning down Harvard to pursue this dream and not only you know giving up Harvard but escaping her father's claws to pursue MMA how she wants to do it and I think that is so crucial to especially a fighter in her situation because you know I was reading some of her story well, I read you know the whole article um I believe was written by Alex Scafidi or Scafidi I hope I'm not butchering that I'm so sorry if I am but um in the article she was you know just talking about how he was controlling every single aspect he was reaching out to people um as her and you know just burning bridges and burning you know or just ruining relationships with uh, you know professional relationships and so i'm so glad that she was able to get out of that situation and look where it got her 
it got her into the UFC. I mean, she's doing absolutely amazing for, you know, this to be her second fight in the UFC. You know, she's she's had, you know, quite a bit of experience for someone her age. And I think that, you know, she has so much to fight for and so much I think catching up to do not as far as skill goes I mean every fighter wants to progress their skill and and grow that but what I mean is catching up to do on making this her passion you know making it her love her her journey you know her success story and I can do nothing but admire that especially because you know it's I can understand how it feels to love something so much but have it be tainted to the point where you don't know like what your place is and she looks like she knows what her place is in this world and I am so 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 proud of her I don't even know her (laughs) you know but I'm definitely a very proud fan of her just you know I a lot of fans you know they don't like hearing like fighter stories they're like you know everyone has a story like no one cares you know we want to see the fights blah 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 and then there's an you know another huge portion of us that that do enjoy that and I am definitely in that group because I am one a sap (laughs) absolutely 100% a sap and it's part of what makes me love MMA. I just feel like the stories are way more personal than they are in any other sport. Fighters are so much more passionate than they are in any other sport. But I'm obviously very, very biased. And I will always be the first one to tell you that I'm biased. Um, so, you know, back to the fight. Because... Corey McKenna deserves a lot of praise as well. You know, both Corey and Kay have a very respectable and admirable or admirable, whatever, grit that I think is just absolutely crucial to the division. And Strawweight is already stacked. So the two, you know, they really just further excite me for the longevity of the division. The top dogs in the other women's divisions, you know, they're so rough, so rough because, you know, the champs are just so excruciatingly dominant over the others that I feel like the entertainment potential is more uncertain, in my opinion. This is totally my opinion. I'm not saying it's not entertaining at all because it absolutely is. I get pissed if there's a fight card, like, without women. I get pissed when there's an episode of the Contender series if there's no women, but you know, like I said, I'm biased. Um, I just think that strawweight is the hottest women's division now in the UFC. You know, the strawweight division really sets the bar for what the ladies in the other divisions have to perform at to create a more level playing field as far as entertainment goes. You know, not saying that the other top girls at 115 aren't as dominant because they are absolute monsters. I'm not saying, you know, Whaley, Joanna, Rose, you know, I'm not saying they are not, you know, as dominant as, you know, Amanda Nunes or Valentina are. What I mean is the the division as a whole is so on par, and I'm speaking of the strawweight division, 
that division is so on par with the competition level that it's always exciting to me. Like, there are very few fights where I'm like, yeah, because, you know, these girls are are absolute firecrackers in, in this division. Ultimately, I thought that Kay Hansen won, uh, but I... Uh, congrats to Corey. I mean, she was a total monster as well. So I'm, I want to, you know, see them both fight again pretty soon. It didn't look like either of them really suffered, you know, hardcore injuries. I thought it was an amazing fight. Looks like, I guess, Corey, you know, had a bit of an issue with her ankle. Hopefully that, you know, isn't too bad and she's able to come back soon. But definitely heal that up because we don't want her you know, to be too eager, come back and, you know, further damage that ankle, obviously, and then it puts her out for even longer. We've seen that happen plenty of time with other fighters. So best of luck to both of them. So I want to move on to Sean, Sean, <laughs> Sean Strickland versus uh, Brendan Allen. And uh, it's going to be very brief. Um, it's just worth taking a moment to mention how well Sean picks his shots. I mean, it it is so important to mention that the that game plan undoubtedly won his last fight last week as well as this fight. Most every strike looked precise, and you could see his aim and shoot tactic really pay off. I mean, it, it looked calculated, it looked planned, and it was perfectly executed, obviously. You know, and it's a second win in two weeks. I mean, that shows insane promise. I love watching his striking, and I'm so excited to see him back. I know that he, you know, was gone for a while, um, but his last two, like, fights are, you know, I guess the first I'm really recognizing him. You know, if you've, you know, listened to my my past episodes you know that i'm a relatively newer fan um i just started watching it intently about seven years ago so and within the last like four or five years is when i really started like becoming more and more obsessive about it so i'm not too familiar with who he was before but definitely now uh, he has caught my eye. He's so fun. So, so, so excited. Excited to see him back. So, moving on to Chaos Williams versus Abdul Hassan. Al Hassan. Sorry, my bad. So, um, honestly, wow. <laughs> I mean, what a damn knockout. I can honestly say that Chaos is one of those fighters that has more than what meets the eye and i'm not saying that he doesn't look scary he absolutely does but what i mean is that he has the skill that goes beyond just you know being a banger like he he looks like he's a wild striker with his you know performance intensity his energy his showmanship all that stuff but he gets in there and does what he did last night and it just blows me away and I love this sport because there are so many fighters on all the rosters and and so many of them, you know, can stand out in their own way like he did last night and, you know, with Walking Buckley with that insane kick and I'm not saying who against because that's my boy and I love him, but, you know, Joaquin's 
performance cannot be discounted. I mean, what a beast. Sorry, a little sidebar. I can't get over that still. I'm so excited to see him back. But anyways, uh, Chaos, he absolutely excites me. He is invigorating and his energy is just so intoxicating to a fan like me. I... I'm so in awe of that knockout. I thought it was sweet when Dana had a brief word with him after. And you can see Chaos just beaming with pride. I mean, moments like that are just so pure to me because these fighters dedicate so much to their craft and they deserve so much recognition for it. So in that moment, I felt so happy for him because he was feeling so appreciated. And I wasn't going to bring this up um but i think i am you know just the um situation with uh, al hassan if you don't know just look up al hassan uh arrest or al hassan bouncer or whatever um i what upsets me as a fan is that we have fighters who are out for months at a time for smoking a little weed, you know, especially, you know, if they're taking a short notice fight or, you know, fighters who just can't book fights, you know, during the pandemic or, you know, they can't travel, you know, because of the pandemic, blah, blah, blah. And we have fighters like him who have done atrocious things and they get to fight and you know that's you know that's uh, america you know that is i guess you can say capitalism or whatever like he you know doesn't matter what you do if you're doing your job you're doing your job if you're you know found not guilty and you know the system has found him not guilty and that whatever our just our justice system you know we obviously can trust it with all our heart you know <laughs> that was sarcasm if you couldn't read the tone um but it's just so disturbing to me how we can have someone like that fight and we have other other cats out here you know like Luis Pena who has to sit out for a little weed and no, it's just so unfair to me and I know life's not fair it's just how I feel as a fan yeah I'm I'm very sentimental towards you know these people and obviously you know none of them know me I don't know I don't know them anything they don't owe me anything but it's just how my heart is for the sport like I I see how hard oh so many of these good men and women good men and women fight and what they fight for and how much they dedicate themselves and you know how kind-hearted they are how giving they are like Dustin Poirier you know just people like that and you know they don't get nearly as much recognition as they deserve and you have people like Greg Hardy and Ahasan out here who you know I don't want to speak to their character because I firmly believe that generally people can change you know but there are certainly examples in the UFC people that I have stated that do not show signs of remorse or humility or signs of change and it doesn't qualify for them and 
I don't ever want anyone to think that, you know, I'm a kind of person who, you know, just goes out there and like hates, you know, everybody regardless what they've done. I definitely don't, you know, maybe one day I'll share my story and, you know, what, how I view forgiveness and how, why I think people can change. But as of right now, (laughs) you know, that's not something that I'm willing to do, but you know, I, I can definitely, my life experiences have made it very easy for me to see someone who is not remorseful and is not worthy of forgiveness and not worthy of, you know, praise, especially of their, you know, in denial. And there are certainly characters in the UFC who are like that. And it's such a shame that they get attention and they get fights and they get bonuses while so many hardworking, good people out here aren't getting that recognition. So that's my little tangent on that fight. I don't want to take anything away from Chaos. Chaos absolutely kicked ass. (laughs) He did so good. I'm so excited to see him back. I didn't expect anything less. He truly lived up to his name, and I think he felt damn good doing it yesterday. So good on him. Moving on to the main event, um, I I really like how Paul called his own fight prior when he was speaking with Heidi. Um, it was just cool to me and very very characteristic of him to do that. Um, him simultaneously being an insider and an outsider at the same time, I thought it was really cool to see that. You know, it's not very often we get to see that, so. I thoroughly enjoyed that, you know, brief conversation. And I think he did considerably well considering the circumstances of the fight or surrounding the fight. He is someone who truly understands what it means to be fully involved in the sport and ensuring fans love it as much as he does as a martial artist. He is very he's a very knowledgeable knowledgeable person to listen to. As well as the other, you know, commentators are that have also fought, you know, Mike and and um, uh, Daniel Cormier, you know, they, you know, Dominic Cruz, like they, they're some of my favorite to listen to. I mean, I love John John Anik too, and um, the other, the other ones, I I cannot remember the name off the top of my head right now, but you know, they they're all such a great team you know megan olivi like they're all so just knowledgeable and they do a great job and especially the ones who are fighters like i was saying you know they gave they give amazing insight to the ins and outs of fights and they are the ones that tend to give the more technical commentary which i thoroughly thoroughly enjoy just because it's something that you're you're needing as a fan right if you're not in there you're not a fighter you know you're just a fan then you need that commentary so it's really cool to see someone like paul felder be active thankfully he's not retired and he you know said he wants to come back so you know see someone like him just go out there and just be game he's absolutely game and I thought he looked fantastic and RDA looked pretty great too. You know, congratulations to him on winning 
it was a good fight. I mean, there was no insane buildup, obviously, you know, so it was just a really nice, nice way to end the fight. You would only hear <laughs> MMA fans say, yeah, it was just a nice way to end the night. Just all violent ass fight. You know, it was fantastic. You know, like we're, you know, sipping wine and winding down while watching violence. But, you know, that's that's the life we chose, guys. <laughs> you and I are in this boat together. So um, that's all I have for this week. And I really am looking forward to next week's event, seeing how Jennifer Maya does against Valentina Shevchenko, um, seeing how Figgy does against, uh, the, against the Contender Series guy. I don't know too much about him, but I'm obviously going to find out. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing how Tim Means does against Mike Perry. I actually had a dream that Mike Perry won again. I was super sad about it, but hopefully that doesn't come true. <laughs> but I guess we'll see. So a lot of fights on that card that I'm definitely looking forward to. If I'm not mistaken, Joaquin Buckley is back. So that is going to be a showstopper, I predict. So I, I'm going to ask this question on my social medias and see if it's something you guys are interested in, but definitely let me know on my social media um, pages. I'm on Instagram at the clench pod. I am on, or the clench MMA. I'm on Twitter at the clench pod. I am on Facebook, at the clench MMA media. So you guys can hit me up on there. My email is linked on the website also. So just let me know if you guys would be interested in me doing fight predictions for, you know, an upcoming fight, I would definitely be open to doing that. I just want to let you guys know that, you know, reiterate that I haven't been a fan for too long. So, you know, some of these people I may not be too familiar with, but it'll be fun to, you know, go back, do my homework on these fighters and more so than I already do and be more, be you know, more, I guess, prepared with you guys to, you know, get amped up and do these fight predictions. I am so open to that. So let me know if that's something that you guys would want to hear. Other than that, that is all I have. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will catch you next time.